touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational efforts. Qantas Wallabies. One Team 2011. Live across Australia. The Ruck. And coming up the blind side, Tony Grubber Kick Squires. It's official. It's over. And the Wallabies will go to the World Cup carrying the Tri-Nations. They have beaten New Zealand 25 points to 20. It is a famous victory. Indeed it is. Good morning and welcome to The Ruck. And yes, the news... Listen to this. This is the sound of silverware. <laughs> Finally, we've got something. It's like the sound of me hitting a can of Glen 20 with a pen. But still, it's silverware. <laughs> After 10 years, the Tri-Nations trophy is in the Wallabies' grass. Tim Hoare and Matt Burke. Uh, Timmy, I know you were there at beautiful Suncorp. So hasn't Suncorp Stadium had a hell of a year? Oh, wonderful year. I'm in the Reds. I mean, James Horwell, the 77th Wallaby captain. Um, it wasn't that long ago he was holding up another trophy, uh, the Super Rugby Trophy. So yep. we had a wonderful performance from the Wallabies. And, and considering there was probably two inches of rain on Saturday leading into the game, how well the field held up and, and the uh, the spectacle that the uh, the two sides provided. Morning, boys. I was just going to say, take away from holding up the cups, he's been working on his guns as well, hasn't he? <clears throat> Jimmy no. Hall. And Jimmy Hall, knowing yeah. that he's got to hold it up. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, it was a tight jersey or there, there was a bit of tape out under there. You see it like the Muay Thai stuff. It just, just it gives a little bit more. <laughs> it was a good look. But he's a big lad too. Uh, sensational effort. All morning, of course, we will be celebrating that effort and put it in context because we are, quite frankly, just, I think, 12 sleeps. Mm. 12 sleeps away from a World Cup. What will it do for the confidence of the Wallabies? What will it do for New Zealand, who have, over the years, managed to peak between World Cups <laughs> and then suddenly get a bit nervous when it's that time? Speaking of which, Timmy, I'm not sure if you're aware, Matt Burke, during the week, uh, did write in one of his many many columns uh, a little bit about this is of course after the, the the Wallabies beat South Africa and talking about the game last night this is before the game before you have game. to wonder about the mental state of the All Blacks after their loss to South Africa mm. you wrote Matt just throwing it out there yeah and when you throw stuff out there people tend to respond don't they, they I've got a couple mm-hmm. ha ha is this guy serious you're really grasping at straws there Matt no mention of the Wallabies mental state after the drubbing in Auckland which I like that's very very good um, this is my favourite though Put that crack pipe down, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out, uh, what do you think? Will we get there? I mean, the state of mind of the All Blacks after that loss last night? They uh, they are hurting. And um, look, I, I, you, you draw on, on on history, I suppose. And they and you said, Tony, they, they've fallen apart yep. when it when it counts. The thing about it was, and 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 you always say, if you can be aggressive against these guys, that they, they're like any other team, they fall apart. And and if if the cog's not working, I thought Dan Carter, uh, Timmy, you'd say, I thought he was off the pace last night. He was slow around the park. He got his first, the first uh, time he tried to counterattack, he got caught. The second kick, he, or the first kick, he got charged down. Everything didn't go his way like it usually does. Yeah, I think it was a, it's totally reverse of what happened in Eaton Park a few weeks ago, where the All Blacks got out of the blocks in the first twenty minutes, whereas here at Suncorp Stadium. The Wallabies just—they started well. They started with um, presence, and they were—they were making gang tackles, and they were rushing the All Blacks and actually forcing them into mistakes. And I mean, the way that 
Dan Vickerman coming into the team as well in the second row really added some starts to the team. Also, Radiki Samo. What about his try? Outstanding. If any of our listeners haven't seen it, 61 metres he ran with a big afro sort of slowing him down a little bit. He got there. Yeah, we're going to talk very... Because that's, to me, that was the moment. All day, I just want to go celebrate Radiki Samo. uh, (laughs) And and we will as the day wears on. Two two things got me last night was the Harker. Yes. um, And the boys, when they just stood there, as in the Aussie boys, it was like, hey... Like, yeah, do your best. It was yeah, well, the All Blacks did, well, the, All Blacks did the, yeah. the Copa Apunga, which is the Islander, uh, the second string, I suppose, Harker, you'd yeah, call it. Yeah, because there was no Kamate, Kamate kind no, of stuff, no. was there? So this, that, that, that Hark is made, this Hark is made for the all of the Islanders that are um, obviously present in New Zealand. So, But didn't they, Burger? They just stood there and just eyeballed yeah, each other. Oh, and, yeah, and, and the second one was it, was, it was the first line out and we missed it. Yeah. And it was supposed to go to uh, Dan Vickerman. And, and if, you, if you're going back and watch the replay, Vix is the angriest man in the world. <laughs> and if he misses a line out, you get sprayed. And David Pocock ran into him. He should have gone. He should have gone back and said he came forward, and they collided. And the next four seconds is just a verbal. Some of the best. We are going to get into more detail. The Wallabies over the All Blacks. A great game last night. A great setup towards the World Cup. We'll speak to one of the Wallabies, Pat McCabe, on the show. So much ahead here on the Ruck. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. This is the Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. Matt Burke, exactly how long do we have before Rugby World Cup 2011? We're getting excited. 12 days. You're right with the 12 days. Yep. 9 hours, 17 minutes, and 9, 8, 7 seconds. So the first kickoff, New Zealand. You've got the countdown the clock. Tonga, I've got the countdown clock. Oh, I love New Zealand, Tonga. Imagine the, uh, I mean, the two harkers that they'll both do. They've oh, got one that. each. Yeah, that's exactly they'll right. They'll be face-to-face. Do they do it at the same time? Well, they had the last World Cup um, they did. Hey, mate, speaking of Harkers, Timmy, I've been mm. watching uh, on Fox Sports and seen a few commercials where you and uh, Kernsey are facing off various Harkers. Where was that shot? That was actually shot at a place called Pihar Beach, about, um, oh, it's about an hour uh, west of Auckland. Mm. So we were over there uh, about a month and a half, two months ago. Yeah. We went over there, spent the whole day on Pihar Beach just to get a couple of shots, yeah. and it was about minus two degrees. And the poor old uh, Tumika, who was the Maori warrior, yeah. who had to sort of jump in the air, you know, 125 times to get the right shot with his, um, his team behind him. Mm. Uh, it was a wonderful occasion. Um, I mean, the guys were fantastic. Because he was the only one standing there, and he had to do sort of psych himself up for the harker every time they took a shot. And the poor bloke, after about the fiftieth go, he was sort of his voice was going. So he had the, <laughs> uh, was... the spear quite close to your nose there a few times. He did, yeah, he did. But um, yeah, what we did there, and we also went to Eden Park as well. But did you the, did was... you do the, the the traditional Australian thing of uh, face the harker so bravely and then scare the crap out of them with Walter Matilda? <laughs> <laughs> well, my, when that line, when you're singing the national anthem and you start singing Gert by See, that pumps you up. You know, it's, it's... I'm so good, mate. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, one of the great moments, Timmy, you mentioned it before. I just want to relive it. Uh, Dan Ganane got very, very excited when the 35-year-old Radiki Samo did this. Vickerman to Samo. This is dangerous. Samo. He brushes off Thompson. He's away. It's Samo in the clear. He might go all the way. Samo for the line. He got there. <laughs> That's how I felt in the lounge room. I must admit, up on out of my seat and screaming. That big mop of hair, thirty-five year old man, lucky to get a run in a Super. Well, we we, th- team. we we think he's thirty-five. You're right. Yes. <laughs> we're not sure. Like a, it might have been a leap year, but we're not sure. That uh, how do you inspirational. Remember, do you remember when he first started? Though he he was on the wing. So yeah. you know, we 
it, it's not as if a number uh, he's a dedicated number eight, so to speak. He was the wing for the Brumbies for for so many years, yeah, right. and and you know holding the ball one hand over the top basketball style and the rest of it. So he he can run, and when he was in the clear, I thought we're a chance here. I think Timmy, you said before that uh, the two wingers were up, and it was uh, it was just a foot race. Uh, yep. As soon as you got the ball 61 metres out, you thought he's a very good show. It's amazing. He hasn't played, hasn't started for the Wallabies since 2004. So that's uh, it's a long time ago. He missed out on the 2003 World Cup, was injured, I think, for 2007 World Cup. Now he gets his opportunity. And I think the 20 minutes he played against the Springboks a few weeks ago has sort of propelled him into this team. Uh, and Will Genia just seems to be so much more comfortable with him at the back of the scrum. If you've only just joined us or just woken and not sure what's going on in the world, well, the Wallabies did beat New Zealand 25-20. They now hold the Tri-Nations Trophy, the first time in a decade that that has happened. A beautiful set-up towards the uh, World Cup 2011. Uh, and last night's efforts, by half-time, uh, it was such a celebration at Suncorp, and you were there, Timmy, that it, was, it just felt so positive. There was, they were playing great footy. And uh, unlike in, in Auckland, the first 20 minutes, we overpowered them. The defence... Uh, unsettled the All Blacks, which is you know, unheard of. Mm-hmm. It was just all wonderful. The backline stuff was working beautifully. They're going forward first, then going wide. It was set up perfectly. Then they had the audacity to come back. How horrible of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the hardest thing for the Wallabies was half-time yeah. because they probably didn't really want half-time to come around because everything they touched, every kick they were kicking was going long, was going out. I mean, 20 to 3, it was at half-time. So the Wallabies up by 17 points. Then all of a sudden, the All Blacks came out at half-time and, th- and said, well... To win a rugby game, you actually need the ball. Yes. So they held the ball for periods of time and, and they scored 17 points to five in that second half. Um, and I think that probably the way the Wallabies won the game was um, Graham Henry, the All Blacks coach, for many years have used his reserve bench very early on in the second half and that's what Robbie Deans did. He got in before um, Graham Henry and changed Vickerman, changed Samo, brought on Higginbotham. So brought some fresh legs on earlier than what he has done and uh, that was probably the turning point in the match. I wonder, I wonder Timmy, if um, you know, we, we always talk about uh, growing the game and, and advancing it against all the other codes as well. I wonder if at, at half-time the referee could say to the to the winning team, would you like to keep going? Don't give, go into half Give you an time. option. <laughs> give you an option and say, well, no, we'll, we'll take, yes, well, we'll take the option. <laughs> Double or nothing. It'd be, it'd be like, uh, you know, seeing the team in a bat again for cricket, saying, no, no, we'll keep going. Will Genia, who during the week had uh, friendly fire a couple of times, I think Radiki Sama might have been one time on Tuesday, clocked him, uh, then somebody else on Thursday clocked him, uh, a bit of claret, and we, there was concern whether he would in fact play. But he seemed to be thinking very clearly and played beautifully. He did play well, didn't he? Uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter uh, how many times you get bashed at training, you'd, you want to just turn up for, for the game. Um, isn't that right, Tim? You broke, your, you broke your nose in, oh no, you didn't play that game, did you? No, you didn't front up, did you? <laughs> what game was that, Matt? New Zealand, 1996. Is that 96 right, 96 it was, yeah. yeah. Oh, when 96. Kieran Perkins won the 1,500-metre uh, um, um, Olympic Swim? title. Yeah. Uh, is that and what that you were double- instead? No, that, that was... <laughs> but I remember, Bishop, you, you were sitting in the crowd and the biggest roar of the whole game was um, they played that swim just before the kickoff. And then Michael Brawl came out swinging against Frank Bunce. So, um, <laughs> when he yeah, but sorry, Berkey, I had uh, 16 broken bones in my nose. But, um, <laughs> but I tried to get out there. Pat McCabe, the Wallaby Centre, will join us next. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. This is The Rock. 
the Sunday Rugby Show. Very thrilled now to be joined by one of the victorious and glorious Wallabies after that win last night over the All Blacks. I'm talking about Pat McCabe, not the Irish novelist, but the centre through quarter. Mate, congratulations and welcome to the show. How is the vibe after the, the game in that dressing room? Uh, yeah, it was unreal. I think there was just a, a real sense of, um, of accomplishment and, uh, yeah, happiness amongst the guys that we'd um, set out to uh, sort of achieve what we, what we set out to do. Uh, Paddy, Tim here, what was the tactics going into the game? Because obviously quite wet it was on Saturday in, in Brisbane, a lot of rain. Did that uh, temper your tactics a little bit? Because you seemed to keep things a bit more narrow compared to Eden Park a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, um, yeah, that's right. So I think um, that's something that um, sort of regardless of, of the rain on the night, I think that's what we'd, what we'd planned to do all week. I think we went, um, we went too wide too often in Eden Park and, and probably didn't kick, um, kick often enough. Um, out, to get ourselves out of our own half, so um, the fact that it was raining sort of just um, just played into our hands in that sense. Paddy Berkey here, mate. You seem to be just settled in that twelve role now. You, you're smashing blokes week in week out. Is it somewhere uh, that you thought you were going to enter up, knowing that you're playing, that you've played fullback and wing at, at Brumbyland? Um, yeah, not at all, Berkey. I think um, when when sort of Stephen Larkin proposed it for the last couple of rounds at the Brumbies, I, I, I didn't actually think he was being serious, but. Um, it's sort of um, it's worked out pretty well, and um, I think um, defensively I'm I'm feeling really comfortable. I think attacking wise I've, I've still got a fair bit to learn, um, just about um, how to help out Quaidy and, and the sort of lines to run to, to give the guys on the outside a bit more space. But um, I think I'm, I'm sort of learning it quite well as I go. Pat, now as the elder statesman here in the Ruck team, uh, I love to celebrate blokes who are a little bit uh, older doing stuff that is great. And Radiki Samo, that try from 156 metres uh, was sensational. Did, did, is he the kind of guy who talks it up or is he very quiet afterwards? And how come you couldn't even, you know, keep ne- get near him so quick? Uh, yeah, no, um, yeah he's, he doesn't, uh, doesn't say a whole lot, Radiki. So, um He's a uh, pretty quiet sort of bloke, but uh, yeah, it was, it was unreal to see him strutting out to see uh, that uh, that big palm tree of hair just sort of uh, bobbing up and down as he ran. That was uh, a beautiful sight. Uh, Paddy, what what about Robbie Deans, Coach Robbie Deans? What did he say to the uh, the group um, after the match? Because in the press conference, he was um, he was obviously had a smile on his face, but he was also a bit reserved about. There's a bit more to come yet. So, I mean, the, the improvement of the Wallabies, and obviously with a World Cup, you know, 12 days away, he's seen a bit reserve in the shed. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. I think um, he was uh, sort of obviously happy with the result, but um, one of the first things he said was that um, that we need to be better if, if we're going to compete um, come come the, the sort of pointy end of the World Cup. So, um, so while everyone sort of um, enjoyed last night, I think everyone knew that. Um, if we're going to um, be competitive in, in New Zealand, that we're going to have to be a lot better. And um, I think um, sort of the way we the way we celebrated, everyone was sort of really happy, but still sort of um, very much aware that there's um, there's sort of bigger fish to fry. Was that the same message that uh, Super Captain James Horwell, who has uh, celebrated his first win, uh, his first game, is that because after the game you gathered on the field and he had a, a bit of a chat? Was that the same message? Uh, yeah, very much. So. I think um, it was um, obviously he was sort of. Um, congratulating everyone on their efforts, and then um, before we before we went away, he sort of said just to, to keep a lid on things and um, not get too carried away, and just um, sort of soak it up, but uh, but realise that there's there's bigger things sort of coming up in the next few months, hopefully. Where to from now, Paddy? You uh, you get a bit of time down back with the family and and that kind of stuff before you head across to New Zealand. 
Um, a little bit back. We uh, we go back into camp on Tuesday, so we get um, get this <laughs> afternoon and, and tomorrow off. So, yeah, won't be exactly sort of reclining on the beach, but uh, yeah, it'll be nice to have a have a day or two and then um, sort of start start preparing for New Zealand. Well, enjoy it, mate. Enjoy your fifteen minutes off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you deserve the break. Congratulations. Uh, we're all very proud of you and that Wallaby side after a terrific effort last night. Cheers, guys. Thanks for asking. Well done, Paddy. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Uh, you really couldn't find a better man or better man to do the job of handing over Wallabies jerseys than what happened this week when a couple of Victoria Cross recipients did that job for the Wallabies. Uh, Corporal Ben Roberts-Smith and Corporal Mark Donaldson Tim Horan, uh, this whole jersey presentation and, and what it means and what it does to a team and the messages it sends, I think, uh, from an outsider, is very important. You had the chance to catch up with these guys. Yeah, wonderful guys they are. I mean, love their rugby. Both play for the Associates Club over in Perth. Um, obviously, um, when they're back in the country, because being SAS guys, they're, they're away for six months of the year, then they come back for six months. So, yeah, they were invited over by uh, the classic Wallaby. So... For all our listeners, so the Wallabies have players who have played for many, many years, and and one of those players gets invited back to actually present the jerseys to the captain and to the team, and just explain what it meant for him to actually play, whether it was one Test match or 101 Test matches, and and give a story for you know 15 or 20 minutes about you know what it meant. So, and these two guys, um, Bluey Donaldson and Ben Robert Smith, were invited in to present the jerseys. They were in full uniform, mm-hmm. and really the first people outside of the Wallaby um, family, if you haven't played for the Wallabies or coached the Wallabies, yep. outside of the Wallabies family, to be invited in by the classic Wallabies to actually present the jerseys. And, they, and talking to Mark after it, he said that um, they were a bit nervous, um, which is surprising for the, what they've been through, yeah. but they explained to the players what it actually means to not only rep- represent the Wallabies, but actually represent your country. Yep. And for these guys, obviously, being away for, for so many months of the year, and, and they we explain to the players, it's not just when you get selected for your country, whether it's the Wallabies or whether it's in the SAS representing Australia, it, it's about you're just at the starting line and you've actually got then something to prove and something to do. So I think it was a pretty emotional time behind closed doors at Suncorp uh, on the Friday afternoon. Have you, uh, either of you guys, obviously, have you presented jerseys, mate? I have. I did it in uh, Scotland a couple of years ago now um, when I was over in the UK. And uh, you can see how they, got, you see how they get nervous. Um, you know, you're in amongst, I suppose, your peers thereabouts. I was only about a year out, and, and perhaps it was a little bit too early for me. So, um, you know, talking to the guys uh, about what it's like to, to not play for the Wallabies again, uh, for my instance. But, um, yeah, incredibly emotional. It was a great time. What about you, Tim? Yeah, did it a few years ago over in uh, Perth against the Springboks. Big game against the Springboks. Luckily, they won. How'd you go, Berkey? They uh, the boys beat Scotland that day, did they? Uh, yeah, that's right. I think they did just. <laughs> oh, right, I, just, just. The, I think that was the narrow field that they did a couple of years ago. Remember they, yeah. they squashed the field in. So they that's only right. Just got... Well, you only, you only get one opportunity to do it. And I was lucky enough in my last Test match, uh, Berkey. You may remember when uh, I was injured and had to sort of present it. And it's quite a it's a tough time when you're standing up in front of them. But um, I mean, these two guys, the Victoria Cross recipients, they were. Um, they are very powerful guys and love their rugby. So and they were there last night to watch the game. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. 
This is The Rock, the Sunday Rugby Show. The scores, Australia 25 beat New Zealand 20 uh, to win the Tri-Nations, which is sensational news. England 20 beat Ireland, and not Ireland 9 uh, and some New South Wales club rugby because uh, Timmy Horan loves to hear what's going on. Um, this is this just it's so tight at the moment. The scores on the board in New South Wales club rugby: Eastern Suburbs sixty-seven over West Harbour nineteen. What about this? Randwick fifty-six beat Gordon forty-two. That was a triumph for defence. <laughs> Randwick fifty-six beat Gordon forty-two. Uh, we've got Northern Suburbs forty-three over Parramatta twenty-eight. Southern Districts forty-one beat Warringah forty. Now that's entertaining rugby. Did, did, have they had a special at Threadbow this week or something? <laughs> <have they? laughs> There's a few people have bundied off in the defensive. And Eastwood, 61 over Penrith, 12. Uh, all right, look, just uh, before we get to and I'm sure later, Timmy, you will go through some Queensland club rugby scores for us. Uh, I want to look just briefly ahead. We've been talking about the, the Tri-Nation, but uh, you've got your, your rugby clock there. The World Cup 2011 <laughs> is not very far off, just 12 days. Let's just look briefly at the pool that Australia is in. Uh, and I, I guess... Are there any change I mean, that we've got? What we saw on the side, we saw James O'Connor sitting in the stand. Of course, he wasn't yep. allowed to play. Uh, Drew Mitchell had a run around uh, on the Friday night as well. He came through unscathed. A couple of the injured guys did as well. Where, where we place there is, is question A. And of course, our pool: Australia, Ireland, Italy, Russia, and the USA. What looks it looks interesting there, Timmy? Well, I think that um, it's great that now the Wallaby players are coming back into form. Like Drew Mitchell, that's a wonderful. Um, position that he's in now to be able to come back from a, a dislocated ankle it was totally out of the joint and, yep. and plenty of ligament strains there as well to, for him to come back and be available for selection uh, Rob Horn sat on the bench last night I, I love Rob Horn I love the way he plays the game yep. and you just got some players uh, that are coming into yes they haven't had a lot of rugby but the next couple of weekends they'll, they'll play club rugby on Saturday and I, I just think the, the World Cup is about winning. It's a it's a knockout stage, really. So, the first game against Italy for the Wallabies. That yep. you'd think that Robbie Deans may change the team around a little bit to give some players a bit of game time, like Drew Mitchell. Then, obviously, they'll pick their best team against Ireland, which is the second weekend. And then, obviously, you can do what you want against the Russia and, and, and USA towards the end of those pool games. Yep. I'll throw a curveball in there, Timmy, and say, I reckon the guys outside the twenty-two won't get a start because. You go into Italy the first game. If you don't win that game, Italy defeated France in the Six Nations this year. So they're a, they're a fair team. You then play Ireland, which is probably their tough game. They smashed England in that last game the Six Nations did. Yeah. So the there, there's there's two games that you're probably going to have a similar team. Yeah, true. But then you, okay, then you go. So America, I reckon, will be the the change up game. Then you look at Russia, and if the guys haven't played together for two and a half weeks, then they go into a game against a quarter against uh, England. I think it could be if if that's the case. How do you then sort of justify the? I suppose the, the the. You're going to have a pretty strong bench, I'd say. So to speak, you know what I mean? I think you'd have seven players on the bench that uh, will play the next weekend, but it'll depend on injuries too, won't it? But I mean, the quarter final, Berkey, it looks like it'll be either Samoa or Wales. Oh, there you go. So, and then potentially, you know, if if you win all your pool games, um, you could play England in the uh, semi final. But there's a long way to go before they get there. And uh, speaking to Robbie Deans the other day, he's not even thinking about quarters, semis, or finals. So, uh, pool games first. Well, of course, the, the big game there in that pool would be USA versus Russia, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, Just look massive game. Yeah. <laughs> massive <laughs> game. Is that the decider? <laughs> 
<laughs> There'd be a lot riding on it, wouldn't there? It's <laughs> funny, um, uh, for Fox Sports, I, yeah, Fox Sports, I have to go over and do a couple of um, calls, and I've got to call the, the Wallabies versus the Island game, but then I'm really looking forward to going down to Nelson to call the Wallabies versus Russia. Russia. Yeah. I'd hope they don't score too many tries. <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Although Adam Burns from the Rebels has put his hands up and uh, and said, listen, pick me, and he's uh, he's playing for Russia. So come all the way from the Rebels to... Um, Is that... The, I think he's got a, a I'll great, be, well, great I'll be grandfather. Watching, I'll be watching his lips move during the Russian national anthem <laughs> yeah, right. to see how many words he can get right. Berninsky. <laughs> Absolutely. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. We're talking about the Russian national anthem. Of course, they are in the Australian pool at Rugby World Cup 2011. Uh, and, Timmy, the, 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 the gent I was worried about not being able to you know, understand or sing the lyrics of the Russian national anthem was, again... Adam Burns. Adam Burns. All right. Which made me think about the national anthems. I was watching mm. last night, and I do love the national anthem. I, I enjoy the New Zealand anthem immensely. I think it's terrific. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it really, really is good and stirring. And it's great to watch as the camera uh, plays across the faces of, of the uh, the guys before they're about to go. And it must be an incredibly emotional time. Both you two have stood there. I noticed that David Pocock, uh, Zimbabwean-born, yeah, uh, he wasn't singing. Was, but he was, and he and Radiki Samo both standing there, eyes closed. Were they just getting into the zone? Is that what happens? What goes through your head during those moments before well, a test match? Well, either that or not knowing the words. Right, but um, right. yeah, I think there's there, when you sing the national anthem, and it was interesting. Um, John Eels used to always say he, he would always try and pick one person way up high in the grandstand and look at them and eyeball them from a long way away and just sing with them and see the passion that they had. Well, that's because disconcerting if you're the person up there and what's John Yeah, so what's he looking at me, at me for? for? <laughs> <laughs> but, but is that because he didn't want to confront him, like, you know, front on... So when, when you're facing the, he the haka, he used to look at the same bloke. He never used to eyeball the haka at the same that's time. That's right. <laughs> I mean, the great thing about singing the National Anthem is you... I used to sing the first couple of lines and then sort of stop singing or pretend to sing, but then try and listen to the atmosphere, right. especially when you're away overseas. Yeah. Not choking up. Yeah. Not, no. <laughs> and also not because you didn't want to sing Girt by Sea. Oh, good boy. So that's a lovely... What does that mean? Surrounded Surra- by... Surrounded by yeah. sea. Yeah. yeah. That's a bit, we're an island. What about you, Berkey? <laughs> Poor old Tassie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, Berkey, what was your method? Uh, I, used to, uh, I used to try and belt it out, and, um, and, and I would stop on the, I suppose, the last line uh, and, and listen to the crowd to try and, try and take it in from that side of it more than anything else. So um, when you are overseas, uh, you had to sort of finish the whole anthem because there was no one in the crowd sometimes, yeah. and... Uh, but you try and yeah, you try and embrace the crowd and, and, and what they're bringing to the stadium as well, and how much passion they want to bring. And obviously, last night was outstanding. Listen to that go around. Yeah. Well, some of the best national anthems too. You, when you see the Scottish yeah. play, yeah. and they sing "Flower of Scotland," like yeah. you actually when I when I played Scotland, Burke, I think you may have been the same. But you'd sing your national anthem, and then you'd start to sing "Flower of Scotland" as well with with, with the Scottish players. It's such a powerful, such a moving anthem. Yeah, and the Welsh because they can all sing. They always win the national anthem. Whether they win the game, that's not a matter <laughs> completely. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Uh, Sonny Bill Williams, of course, playing for the All Blacks. Wasn't in the 22 last night and there's a lot of talk about will he stay after the World Cup with New Zealand rugby. 
issues with his manager, Akota Nasser, and uh, personal endorsements and so on. Uh, allegedly, it's agenda-driven that he wasn't picked uh, for last night's game. And now a man who's usually very reserved and doesn't like to seek the limelight, Anthony Mundine, uh, who, who is a good friend of Sonny Bill Williams. M- many of you won't know who Anthony is, obviously, because he doesn't like to, uh, I don't know, shout about himself at all. Uh, he's tweeted... He's tweeted this to Sonny Bill. Uh, bra, I don't know supposed to be bro, but bra, the more I think of this... Uh, can I say the word, that word? I suppose I can, can't I? Bull crap, I'll say. Bull yeah. dust. Dust. Bull dust. He didn't say bull dust. No. But uh, bra, the more I think of this bull dust, the more I think i got to get you out of that environment, Mundine tweeted to Sonny Bill Williams. Is this a good idea in these kinds of situations, <laughs> uh, tactically, Timmy? You, you know what you should have done, mm. yeah, but he might, might be finding it difficult. Actually, pick up the phone and ring him. <laughs> what a good idea! Not not in the public forum. <laughs> no, maybe just say, "Hey, Sonny, how are you going?" You know, it's just, just uh, what are you up to? It's so bizarre, isn't it, that he would choose the Twitter sphere to? I know that Timmy, you're you know, you tweet a lot, have a lot of followers, but I, I don't understand why you would choose that forum to mm. do something like that because it clearly is going to affect what Sonny Bill Williams does and how the, he's treated or perceived mm. by his employers. No, I think I think it's uh, I no, I think it's good. I think. Just give up, you know. Like it, it's it's not going your way, so just you know, give up. Um, because you fall not, off the horse and walk away. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're not a good player, so uh, and no one, no one rates you. So, mate, just give up and go away. Try something else. I uh, I love it, and that sadly is where we have to leave you. We're not going to be here next week. We're having just a slight one week off, one mm. Sunday off. Then we're just back to sleep in. Yeah. Finally, we get to sleep in on a Sunday. Might what that time, be nice? What, what time are you getting up in Queensland these days, Tim? Oh, it just depends when the sun gets up. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I've just walked up from Caxton Street. Still going off down there. Of course, it would be because <laughs> last night it was a great win for the Wallabies, and we we come back a, a week later we will be beginning our uh, celebration and uh, of the festival that is Rugby World Cup 2011 I was going to say you didn't have James O'Connor with you mate did you? <laughs> no 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 <laughs> did you have this man did you have the great man Radiki Samo this is how I would like to say farewell because he's 35 years old he's still like 15 years younger than me but he's my new sporting hero have a great week speak soon Vickerman to Samo this is dangerous Samo he brushes off Thompson he's away it's Samo in the clear he might go all the way. Samo for the line. He got there. Ex-Queensland Reds. Ex-Wallabies. Tim Hall. Oh, what a try. Great skill. Ex-Waratahs captain. Australia's most capped fullback ever. Matthew Burke. Matt Burke. It's got to be a try. This is The Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989.